This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. everybody. Welcome into the launch of our Back to You podcast. I'm Catherine Tappan, and I'm joined by my group of friends here, Darren Pang, Panger. We got Craig Conley, Niner, and Cody Merrow producing uh, this podcast behind the scenes. And we are just super excited to come to you and finally launch and share some of our behind the scenes looks at our lives at uh, Inside Sports and Media. This is not a golf show. This is not a hockey show. This is not a football show. This is friends amongst friends talking and having a blast. And I love that this idea came to me you guys brought it to me and it was a no-brainer sitting here with you guys and just shooting the breeze and having fun and oh by the way we're going to wire into our impressive rolodexes of friends throughout the course of the podcast and bring you some really cool people throughout the season so i'm excited guys it's great to be with you and finally launch this thing yeah, great start to it too, KT. And, and uh, anytime I can get together with my uh, good friend KT and Niner, I've known you for an awful long time, and and uh, I was reminded of of how far we go back and and seeing some of the pictures with a tall tall blonde and a short bald guy together working <laughs> way back when in the old NHL Network days, and then NBC and NBC Sports Network a little bit together too, and um, just a thrill because I think there's a lot to offer. There's a lot of different choices for people out there, but I think we've uh, I think we've we've done our thing, you know, um, a way in which a lot of people will enjoy this show. And and, and you're right about being well versed too. I mean, you look at you. You're on the sidelines. You you play golf. You're football. You hockey acumen. And Niners got uh, everything from a college hockey career to working in production to UFC fighting and 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 betting as well, which uh, I'm, I stink at. Yeah, um, we do. So we Yeah, so we want to learn a little bit uh, as, uh, along the way. I got five little granddaughters under the age of four. You know, when they get a little bit older, you know, I want them to put the headset on and be able to listen to our show and maybe learn something there along the way. So I'm, I'm anyway, I'm, I'm really looking forward to you guys. Every every time we uh, get a headset on and get together, it's, uh, it's going to be a special time. So thank you. Can't wait for it, Niner. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this for almost two years now about putting together a podcast and, you know, just great friendships that we've, uh, uh, you know, for 20 plus years now. And and we go to all the same events. We, you know, have the Rolodexes. We, you know, cross pollinate all the different sports, Uh, our travel, which we're (laughs) I'm sure we'll get into much more as we uh, progress uh, through the through the podcast season. But I just want to know your travel because your travel is way worse than our travel. Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely going to have to hit you guys up for an agent nowadays because it just (laughs) isn't working. Um, My voice is no no longer heard. Oh, (laughs) it's not even a row anymore. I think I'm actually in the shitter these days. But 
anyhow, oh, long boy. story short, you know, it's uh, here we are. We're going to have a great time doing this and we're going to have some great guests and, and talk about a little bit of everything. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, we we certainly have a lot of passions in life. And uh, I, I think the over and under on me mentioning my new putting green from Celebrity Greens uh, in, in Michigan is it's probably 28 to 5,800. <laughs> Because I, I heard an advertisement for them recently, and I thought of you immediately. So you're doing well so far promoting them. I'd like to get one of them in my backyard. Hint, hint, oh, wink, wink. Maybe should, we can work wow, on that thing. That's that's a great call. I'll, I'll call Weston Weber and get that get that moving because nice. that you're chipping and you're putting, and and everybody that knows me, they know I'm nuts about like putting and hitting balls. But I mean, you can get this thing on the stimp. I got a stimp meter. I I roll it. I've got the 80 pound roller with you know water wow. on it, and I had it rolling at. 12 before I left Michigan and closed down shop. And it was only up for, I don't know, five days maybe? KT, was just what we need. Panger being a better golfer and chipper. Yeah, He's exactly. already taken enough of our money. Now he wants more. He, he probably <laughs> exactly. paid for the green with our money. <laughs> That's right. Good Lord. Well, I better have access guys. to that. We're going to talk a little bit coming up about um, what the last month has looked like for all of us. Panger's got a new job. Niner, you've been all around the world. Uh, I've been super busy on the sidelines of uh, college football and doing some NFL stuff. So, we're going to get into all that in just a minute. But first, we've got to bring in our first guest, guys, because talk about swinging and hitting a home run on the first episode. I'm super excited. He's a dear friend of yours, Panger. He's a friend of mine, Niner. I spent some time with him over the years. But um, we are honored to have our very first guest be Hollywood actor and superstar John Hamm. Enjoy. John Hamm joining us from his home in Los Angeles. Good to have you with us. Our Thanks first for having episode. me. My goodness, this is exciting. Yeah. Inaugural. The inaugural. inaugural. Uh, I don't know where we go after this hanger. We just should quit. Yeah, we, we've fired the show. It's back to you after this, and uh, and it'll be truly back to you. What do you, what do you think the name of our uh, our podcast? Back to you. Kind of back an old you. podcast. Like term, it, huh? For sure. Back to you. Uh, it's, it makes uh, it makes sense. I like I like it, and I like uh, I like the setup. Two, two great people. Um, uh, who I consider uh, friends. You know, I've known you a lot longer than uh, Panger than I've known uh, you, KT, and and Craig. I've known you a little bit as well. So it's nice to be uh, nice to be part of a a friendly group. So what and are you up to these days with um, you know the strike, obviously, and you guys are kind of hunkering down. But what what does a typical day look like for you right now? Yeah, you know, it's uh, thank God hockey's back. I'll say that. You know, it's it was a, <laughs> it was a long hot summer for sure. Although for me, I was uh, I got I got married this summer, which is I'm very excited to, to uh, mention. Thank you. Yes, that was in June, and we went on a nice long honeymoon and and spent uh, spent August on the on the East Coast, which was also uh, really fun. So. I just kind of, I kind of just got back into town and getting back into a routine and whatnot. And, but, uh, but it's nice to be home. Uh, I, obviously the, the, the work stoppage is what it is, but, uh, w w that will resolve itself like, like everything does. And then, uh, hopefully we'll have a, a deal that everybody's happy with and we'll, everybody can get back to work and, you know, nobody wants this stuff. It's like, it's like all the Congress stuff. You're just like, can everybody just do their job, please? And then we can all be, uh, all go to work. You know, that's what all anybody ever wants to do. Just go to work. So I'm looking forward to the day when we can. How, I'm, not getting, any, I'm not getting any younger. You know what I mean? That's you're not getting any younger, but you're you know, better looking with eight John. I'm looking at this better looking through that hourglass. Man, is Anna taking care of you? Oh yeah. We, Anna's great. You know, she's, uh, she's back to where we're, we're, uh, like I was saying off camera, but we were, uh, we just finished cleaning up the, the house has been in a bit of disarray since the wedding. You get all this stuff and you don't know where to put it. And 
it's just boxes. And, and so it's finally been whittled down into manageable bite-sized portions. And I got my office. I finally, for the first time, I think in about five years, I can actually see the walls of my office. So that's, that's <laughs> that is great. Pleasant. And you've got to have the shades down because I bet that sun is just beating down there. It's no joke. It's uh, We actually live kind of right up against Griffith Park. So we have coyotes and hawks and rattlesnakes and the whole deal but uh it's uh it's also right you know it's right underneath the hollywood sign too so it's kind of it's kind of best of both worlds it's it's a uh, part of the part of the great part of living in southern california is you're, you're right in, right smack up against nature but it's also it's also, you're also living in a big city so uh you get the best of both worlds but yeah it's hot <laughs> i was just in st louis two weeks ago and i was like oh that fall. was hot i remember fall like fall fall's really nice <laughs> We don't get fall here so much. It's uh, it's just sort of summer, extended summer. Were you back watching a game, or what did you go back for? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to. They had their last, uh, I think it was their last preseason game, or at least the the, the big preseason game at, at home against the Blackhawks. So, hang around, you might have done that game. Um, uh, so it was it was uh, their last home preseason game. Mm-hmm. But I was in St. Louis for my my high school. I grew up in St. Louis for those of yep. uh, those of your. Uh, fans that don't know that um but uh i was there for my high school's uh 100th anniversary so they they got some notable alums to come back and and uh, raise some money and raise awareness celebrate and it was a big old fun good old fun time so what high school alums that we would know yeah i want to know other notables besides john ham at this high school what is well one of my actually because i i I not only went to this high school john burroughs school in in st louis missouri but uh i went uh i went back after i graduated college and i and i taught uh at at burroughs and uh and one of my students in fact was uh, a young lady named ellie kemper who was my co-host for the for the evening's uh, festivities. And then, of course, we've had uh, 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 Ezekiel Elliott come through. Um, uh, a couple of events like kids were there. You know, we had, we've got a, we've got a, quite a, quite a significant alumni base. Uh, the, some of the owners of the, uh, of the new uh, um, MLS franchise, St. Louis right. came through Burroughs. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty impressive place. And, um, and a hundred years, hundred years on, it's, uh, it's got quite a, quite a long list of, of notable notables. So that, I'm happy to be there. one of those. Yeah, it's, by, a, it's uh, a beautiful my, campus. My cousin grew up in St. Louis and went there, and uh, he's probably not oh. the uh, – he's the on the list of not-so-famous people that attended there. <laughs> but he's actually living in, oh. uh, in your neck of the woods right now. I think he's in Redondo. Oh, there you go, right down the road. Uh, yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's some history, though. But it's not just the history, but for you to go back – is is something else like you're you're incredibly loyal to your roots and to everything in st louis i know we've talked and had a couple of cold ones a, a few times about how you were so resilient john and to to get where you were and so many people out there they just kind of quit on a dream and i think you're a great example of not quitting on a dream and and having great things happen well it's funny you know the honestly the reason that i i'm so connected to the blues and and more than just a, a fan of St. Louis in way, you know, everybody at some, in some level in St. Louis who lives there is a fan of the blues. That's just how, how it is growing up in St. Louis. But so when I was right after college, I had come back to, to St. Louis to, cause I had nowhere else to go basically. So I came and I, I was trying to, trying to find a job, trying to find a work. And I ended up waiting tables at a restaurant in Clayton there. And, uh, it was happened to be a restaurant that all the, all the boys used to come in after the game. So Chaser and Holly and, and Bernard Shanahan and, and Curse Joseph and all those guys would come through. This was in the early nineties that those teams 
and they would, you know, they would eat and drink and after games and whatnot. And it was so much fun. And we, uh, we got to know one another cause I was the bartender basically. So, uh, <laughs> up to, you know, 20 years later or whatever, when I'm finally, uh, making my way on, on screens, uh, and people are noticing me and, and, I go back to St. Louis and I get introduced to these people. I say, actually, you know, this, that, and the other. I, I ended up running into Brendan Shanahan up in, uh, up in, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Vancouver for the, uh, uh, for the, um, oh God, what, what am I trying to say here? For the, uh, uh, the Olympics, Olympics? The, yeah. Olympics yeah. in 20, in 2010. And he goes, no way you wait, what? It was just this totally random things. You were, the, yeah, I remember that bar. Oh my god! And he goes, he used to get on the phone, on the text to Chaser and all these guys. Oh my god, you got! I just ran into John Ham. He's a, he, did you know he was the kid who was our bartender? Yeah, we all know Hammer. Oh my god, when did he just? And and it's just kept snowballing from there. And you know that that's the best. And and then getting to know guys in the next generation, you know Steiner and 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 that whole crowd. Uh, and Petro and everybody on the 2019 team. So it was, it, it's been an, an amazing journey for me as well. And, and, uh, and part of that is just, you know, having a, having a sense of uh, a real sense of, of not only loyalty to the city and the team, but just, you know, uh, people and, and connecting with people and understanding that, 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 uh, that goes a long way. I just um, love how deep rooted the, the, the fandom is in you, you know, with this blues team and, and just with the NHL as well. I mean, and you've just been so accommodating over the years, everything we've, you know, the NHL has ever asked you to do. And I mean, I most recently saw you at the sports business journal awards when you were presenting Gary Bettman with the lifetime achievement award, which was just awesome. And I'm just curious to get your perspective on something like that because of all the, the opportunities that get put on your plate, you know, things that you have an opportunity to do and MC and be a part of, you know, why was that one so important with Gary Bettman and, and coming to New York to do that for him? Uh, part of it is that, you know, I've been the beneficiary of, of a lot of nice things from the NHL over the years, whether it's, you know, come come to the Winter Classic up in, in Minnesota and we'll take care of you and, you know, you could, your friends can come or, or even the one in 2017 in St. Louis right. when the Blues played the Blackhawks, I asked if I could get some tickets because it sold out in four seconds because everyone was so excited that, that cause I was playing in the alumni coming. game probably. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why. why. That's 100% why. Tickets were like pain. between the pipes. <laughs> they couldn't see him from behind the net, but they knew he was there. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, you know, over the years, it's just been such a, an incredible, uh, uh, what's the right way to say it? Uh, kindness, over the course of however long that, that, that they've done relationship, right? Hold on yeah. a second here. Let me do that. Let me put this on. Do not disturb. Um, Look and, at you, savvy uh, veteran. I'm trying to I couldn't figure out how to do I that. I should have done that first. It was, it was a rookie mistake. Um, but but that was a big part of it. And and Gary over the through the cup run um, was so was always so nice. And and I've I've gone to see NHL games and whatever city I'm in, if I'm working most recently, I was up in Calgary shooting the latest season of Fargo and uh, the commissioner happened to be in town and I was sitting in somebody else's, you know, uh, 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 Kirk Muller, who's a friends, friends of friends who worked with the flames up there had, had set me up. Love that guy. Great guy, Captain Kirk. Um, He, uh, and, and who I get a tap on the shoulder and it's the commissioner and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing here? And, you know he's 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 promoting the game he's he's coming that's what he does and you know he gets a lot of flack obviously it's fun to hate on the commissioner but he's doing a great job and and i was happy to uh 
to lend my voice to, to celebrate that because he got yeah, the Lifetime right. Achievement Award from, from that uh, organization and as he should have. Yep. That's awesome. Was, you talk about one of your projects. Those, sorry, KT. I was going to say, ahead, I was going to continue on the, the Winter Classic thing. Which one, which, which one was, your, was your favorite? I know being in St. Louis and seeing the arch behind it, but if, you've been to a bunch of them. Yeah, that one was pretty great. Um, that one was pretty special. Um, I, but I, th- I got to say, I think that my favorite was was in Minnesota because it really felt like a winter classic. It was so cold. Yeah, it was freezing. That was as it cold was as mi- I've ever it was, experienced. It was minus 10. And I remember uh, somebody from the NHL was like, come on, can you come outside? We'll do a little uh, a little thing for social media. And I was like, okay, but we're doing this. Like, it's going to be 30 seconds. Like, I'm not – and I walked outside and immediately it was just – it was punishing cold. And I could not believe those guys, A, that the players were out there playing – but B that the fans there were fans out in the infield and 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 you know hanging out. I was like, what are you doing? This is dangerous. Uh, so yeah, Minnesota was and and everybody you know we, had, we ended up winning the game pretty decisively. But uh, but also every it was a great hang. It was a beautiful uh, fun. The, the town turned out. You know everybody was friendly. Minnesota nice. It was it was all it was all a good time and. Uh, that's my favorite part of all of those things. I've, I've been able to go to a couple all-star games here and there. Um, one in St. Louis, one most recently in Vegas. That was really fun. You know, it's, it's, the NHL does a nice job in celebrating their sport. And, and, it, and you could tell by the way that it's, that it's growing. I think a big part of that uh, is, is how some of the, a lot, a lot of the league is being taken over by the, by the youth movement. You know, it, it's getting a lot more um, recognizably, um, uh, inclusive in that way. People are really kind of, it's not just old time hockey with these old bruisers and brawlers, which is, it's fun. You know, look, I like, I like Shorzy as much as, as the next guy, but you know, when you're talking about guys who are trying to, trying to make a career and really, and really make an impact that, that kind of stuff is probably best left, uh, under the cover of, of dust. But, um, <laughs> I love the way, I love where the game's going. And, and I think it's either adapt or die at this point when you see, when you start watching it. KT, can I, I'm going to throw this out here right now to get this over with because he's got his, his blues hat and our relationship was forged whether, whether John was in the broadcast booth and called many famous goals, including one from Ivan Barbashev, which was unbelievable. Oh. And the, mem- the memories that we have and uh, when, when, when news kind of hit that I was leaving St. Louis and, and coming here to Chicago, the text thread was quite classic, John Hamm. You, you'll be missed. Have fun on Bedard Watch and what, whatever I go back. And then he says, I love it. I'll see you down the line. Great to hear your voice again. Wrong team, however. So this is going to continue, isn't it, Hammer? Probably. <laughs> it's not going to stop. <laughs> Probably. You know, look, I'm not I'm not convinced that that Chicago team's going to be any good. So, you know, look, it's, <laughs> it, it, I know I know that I know that kid's good. It was it was it was fun watching him. Uh, and, it, and it remains fun watching him. He's a, he's a dynamic player, and, and as soon as he gets his hands on the puck, he, you can tell he's a special talent. Um, but I, I, I we'll we're, see, we're still going to be able to go for dinner though and stuff, right? For we're, sure, for sure. Okay. I was sorry I missed you the last time you were in town. I saw you had you got the late call to come out here and do the uh, Kings Avalanche game, and then had to go right. right back to Montreal. That was crazy. That's exactly right. And I didn't do the game in, in St. Louis because I hate to name drop, but I was at Steve Eisman's daughter's wedding <laughs> who was marrying Kirk Gibson's son, Cam. Jeez. So if, oh, I wow. drop, if I dropped a few names there, I'll go pick yeah, them up and get God. them back. <laughs> that's why I didn't. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's why I was not at that game. November yeah. 26th. If first game back, there's going to be the 23rd. 
Yeah, December 23rd, November 26th, December 9th, and December 23rd are the Blues. Uh, well, we'll definitely. You guys better circle that on your calendar. We'll definitely see it. We'll have you. We'll, we'll take you out, Panger. We'll show you a good time. It's, Didn't uh, you guys used to go to dinner too. all the time together during well, the, the St. Louis run, Blues You know, the, when run? the Cup run happened, we, we it was obviously it was a lot. First of all, there you know we all knew when the games were going to be, so it wasn't you did you had, it was pretty singular focus. Um, so that was a lot easier to manage. And, and you know, you, you had one of two venues, really. So it was either in, in Boston or in, in St. Louis. But we had, a, we had a couple good nights. One in particular when we were at, uh, what's the place in Clayton? Uh, um, not Milano. Italian the, place. Uh, Italian giant. Tony's place. Yeah. We were outside. Uh, and we were outside in the whole, the whole Napoli. coaching. Napoli. And the whole coaching staff from Boston came over. And sat at another table. I'm like, are we about to get in a fight? This is great. This is going to be so fun. Like, oh, my God. It was like the night before the game. Their whole staff was there. It was awesome. Taser, if I'm not mistaken, and and a a heartfelt um, get better, you know, as much as he possibly can. But Barry Melrose, Steve Levy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we had a, a who's we had a, who we had there. A power on table. We had a really power yeah. table there. We would have won that fight. Thanks I'll tell for you the invite, much. guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. I was playing golf with you earlier in the day. I think KT at uh, I think at I did Reed. get a text message very late. I was going to say you probably got the I invite. I got a text and I'm like, oh, it's no. so tempting. But you would have been the first one to get the text. Go together tomorrow, and Panger's not the one to do it. So that's great good stuff hey john i have to talk to you about one of my favorite shows ever right now is the morning show i've been watching it since season one obviously reese witherspoon and jennifer aniston are two of the two of my most favorite actresses of all time i love them to death so when they came together on a show that i also understand very well being in television for 20 plus years um i've just been fixated on the show and then this season you come along as paul marx's character this billionaire techie guy very elon musk-ish disruptor um, of sorts yes yes oh, and um you know cory ellison's trying to get you to buy the disgruntled network that is his so I, I have so many questions, but I guess the first one is, um, you know, when this project came on your lap, kind of what made you say yes to it initially? Um, I, I, too, was a fan of the show um, and remain a fan of, of both Jen Aniston and um, Reese um, Witherspoon as well. I, you know, I I had known some of the people some uh, production wise um, mm-hmm. from the show as well from from various points of my career. Um but partly it was like it was a chance to get to work with an all-star team, really. You know, when you uh, not only Jen and Reese, but uh, Billy Crudup, and, uh, Holland Taylor, and Juliana Margulies. There's the, the the it's a deep bench on that on that squad, and uh, and they off they offered me the part. So you know, it wasn't like I had to fight for it or anything. I it was very clear that they wanted me um, to be there, and I was just like, well, that's that's pretty darn nice. And, uh, I'll certainly take that as a, as the compliment I think it was meant to be. And, um, and so I knew that I was in good hands. I knew from a story perspective, I could, I could pretty much trust where they were going with it. I had a pretty good handle on, on how the, um, on who I, how, how I wanted to play this guy and who he was. And, and we had, uh, several meetings with Jen and Mimi leader, who's the executive producer and uh, Charlotte Stout, who's the showrunner. And just, I kind of just felt very um, comfortable in uh, 
where where it was going to go and i knew that i was in really good hands and so um it was kind of an easy decision to make and um and i'm really pleased with how it came out it was a it was a blast to work on it was not easy because i had to shoot we're still kind of dealing with a lot of the covid uh protocols when we were shooting it and i was also at the same time shooting uh fargo up in calgary so I would I would shoot two days down here in LA and then have to get my nose swabbed and mask up and get on a plane and yeah. go to Calgary and shoot for a week and then do the same thing in reverse and then come back and 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 it was it was fine in 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 October and November and a lot less comfortable in December January and February <laughs> Calgary got pretty got yeah. Minnesota cold for sure um, and uh, that was that was a tricky tricky calculus to kind of manage, but, um, I don't know. It was, it was a, it was a great opportunity and I'm, I'm happy that people are enjoying it. Um, you know, it's funny even now, even still, I guess it's like Apple TV or kind of like, Oh, right. That's a, that's a legitimate thing. Like people yeah. really do, you know, watch it and, and, uh, you know, here we are in, in month, whatever of the strike. And you understand that th- these are the things that we're fighting for because people are consuming television in a different way even sports you know I oh was, yeah I was, I was looking at um you know i'm clicking on uh, on trying to find where the you know bally is now or fox is now bally is now who knows you know it's all mm-hmm. it's all a mystery at this point so it's it's i think the i think the the pieces still have to fall into place for for everybody but you know we're humans. We'll find our ways to entertain ourselves. <laughs> do you, you know, watch your John, shows back? Do you do you wa- like? Do you, will you sit and watch the morning show the way we all watch it, or do you not like watching yourself on TV? Um, yeah, I'll I'll sit and watch it. You know, I mm-hmm. I, I I haven't yet because I've been basically on the road and busy. But I do. I like you. Look, I like it. I like watching the the show just like anybody else. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a fan. Like I. Uh, um, I don't have that weird. I know a lot of friends that do. I don't mean to judge it. Some people just don't like watching themselves on on screens. I'm used to it by this point, so I'm kind of like, yeah, I think I'm pretty actually pretty good at it. So, <laughs> and, if, and, if, and I find also I'll like learn. I'll learn. I'll just like, oh, right. I don't do that anymore. Your neck yep. looks weird or whatever, you know. Right. right. So you've been like to watch himself on TV all the time anyway. That's just who he is. Yeah, well, binge watch Mad Men. That's what you've done during COVID. You binge watch. <laughs> huh? We didn't do that one, but we did do The Sopranos. That was pretty fun. So. Oh, oh, the best! Nice. Right in my backyard. I live in New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. James Gandolfini went to my uh, went to Rutgers, where I went to school. I actually oh, met yeah, him. Once. Yeah. Yeah, my sure. girlfriends and I we were going to the bar at Rutgers. It was like I don't know, whatever Friday night, and we stopped at this dive bar on the way to our normal spots. And we're like, let's just do a shot here and get all whatever. And the bartender said, you know who's out back right now? And it was James Gandolfini, and he was in a tuxedo. Wow. He had emceed an event at Rutgers, and he was there with his kind of you know small group of people, or probably six or seven of them. And his I'll never forget it. His bow tie of his um tuxedo was kind of undone, and he was just enjoying a cocktail. And we went back, and we were like, oh my god, he could not have been nicer. We all played sports there, so he was asking us about our teams sure. and how we were doing. It was awesome. He was a great guy. You know, I I got to know him pretty well. We had a lot of shared uh, DNA from our show and The Sopranos, and. Um, I got to know him very well toward the end of, uh, of the end of his show. And then the beginning of our show, and there was some overlap there. Um, and now I'm actually very good friends with his, his son, Michael, who's a, a, a sweetheart as well. So, you know, it's, Were we at, at a bar in LA together. He was, he was there after a game last year. 
Mikey, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He yeah, came. He absolutely. came and saw. It was. Uh, I think it was actually Anaheim that we were all. We all That's went right. out the, uh, after the game, right. and uh, yeah, you know, good times, mm. good folks. What can you say? It's gone yeah. too soon, guys. Guys yeah. like that, you think, dang it, I wish, uh, I wish there was one more, you know, one more, one more day with guys like that. But it's, uh, it's definitely gone I, too soon. And why don't we appreciate people while they're alive a little bit more? Yeah, you know, it's it's. I, I just I have so many good memories of, of Jimmy, and um, obviously he's made he made one of the one of the best television shows, if not the best television show. So his legacy is pretty much sealed, and 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 also he's got a beautiful son who's a, a sweetheart too. So part of that, part of getting to getting to introduce Mikey to the to the Blues and uh, and enjoy uh, that was good. what that what that was was it was nice for me too. Maybe smile. Hey, we're all yeah, sports fans here, and I, I just want to go back, geez, probably 10 years ago now, and speaking of sports and all the work that you've done, take us back to the million-dollar arm. We're you know, <laughs> filming that, going to India. You know, how, how did all that go down, and, and what kind of experience was that? The million-dollar uh, arm. Yeah, that's uh, – oh, man. Um, that was a tough one. I mean, honestly, it was a real uh, difficult – shoot um for sure the uh the uh shooting in india is is a demanding prospect in any way shape or form um but the story is based for those those out there listening that don't know it the story is a a true story it's based on on a guy who had a real guy named jb bernstein sports agent maybe some of you guys have met him yeah he's a great dude um who had a great idea who basically said you know there's a there's a continent of a billion people that don't watch baseball, but they're mad for cricket. So there's got to be one or two kids in this country that can throw a ball yeah. fast enough to be considered a prospect. Mm-hmm. And they found these two kids, and they ended up going pretty far in the development league, and were the beginnings. And there's still a major league development camp in India because of the thing that this guy. Um, no kidding, huh? Uh, found it, and and it's, you know, it's it's a it's a great story. It was it, the, the story really became about you know kind of surrogate families and fatherhood and all this other stuff that 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 really um, uh, came to life because of this guy's experience. It changed him, you know, and um, and that it that was that was why I was drawn to the story. It was it was right. a, it was a, it was an interesting, lovely story, and I love baseball. But the, the 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 making of it was difficult. It was definitely, you know, mm. we were really in India for about six weeks, and it is a culture shock on every level. You right. are constantly kind of assaulted in every sense of the word: five senses, smell, and taste, and touch, and uh-huh. noise, and and everything is going at eleven all the time and uh and that said it's it's an amazing place you're like how does this place even work i I, i'm mystified at how it works but it does and and the people are incredibly kind and welcoming and proud of their country and proud of their culture and you just you just got to lean in you know it's it's a great lesson in kind of understanding other cultures like it ain't it ain't like shooting in uh you know la or calgary or anywhere in the western hemisphere but it's still great and right. uh, and it, that was the if i took any lesson away from that is that you know uh, understanding uh, other cultures is, is is about leaning in and understanding that they're not your culture you know you can't bend it into the into the shape of a of, of st louis that's not going to happen 
So so enjoy it. And the, and the reason I brought how, it up. How many would you travel with there? Hammer. How, we had how a many full would... crew? You know, we had we had a full crew. So what is there. a full we crew? Actually had two crews. So we had an Indian crew that that worked with the locals, and then we had an American crew that then worked with the Indian crew that worked with mm-hmm. locals. So everything had to go through two or three kind of steps. Um, but you know, it was, it was easily from a hundred people, you know, on our crew, yeah. and then a, another three hundred on the Indian crew. So wow. it was it was a lot, you know, it was a whole lot, uh, but exciting. You were going to say something, Craig? Yeah, it's crazy how you think about that because we were just in Abu Dhabi. I'm an octagon producer for the UFC, and the reason that it came up with India made me think, you know, when Panger told us we were going to have you as a guest, the UFC's been trying to get to India, and with all the logistics and bringing the production crew over, and you know, they kind of copycat it for a better, you know, use of the word based on million dollar arm. You know, the yeah. UFC has all these you know, lead to the octagon, build to the octagon, things like that. They're trying to do in India because they have that country. Trying sure. to find the next it's great a, it's an, it's an unbelievable, Yeah, it's an yeah. unbelievable market. And why wouldn't you, you know? Yeah, right. you, you got you to gotta take it for what it's worth. I mean, that's what it is. And, uh, and it's a great lesson for sure. Right. But, uh, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. It's, it's like, I think, look, I, growing up in St. Louis, I thought I would never get past you know, the Mississippi river or the Rockies. Those are the two, those are the two things I thought, well, if I get past <laughs> those two things, I'd probably be okay. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, the fact that I've gotten to see a significant portion of the world makes me understand that I get, I'm lucky a, eh, and I'm very grateful for that, but I, it, I would be wasting it if I didn't lean into the, the ability to uh, have these experiences. And, um, and take them for everything that, that that they're worth. You know, leaning in. That's my that's my that's my belief. And and, and John Niner's still sour because he went all the way there in a middle seat in coach. Uh, and he, I don't think I don't think he did. Quite middle. He's still cramped up. Fifteen oh. hours, right, Niner? Yeah, that's, I had to go that's from Doha to Chicago. That is Qatar. not that's not my, a good my, agent. My airline of choice is American. I wasn't able to use it on Qatar. You know how it goes. But one no last thing in regards to the million dollar arm. My uncle is Tom House. So once you oh, guys no see the movie, he worked with the pitchers when they came over. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Fact. He was yeah. Played, played by the late, great Bill Paxton. In Bill the, Paxton, uh, yeah. In the movie. Um, you know, I had known I had known of Tom House. I, I, I had not met him before we started shooting, but uh, obviously his his techniques are, are now, you know, the sort of standard playbook. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he did. He taught these kids from, from the ground up. You know, they had, obviously, they had the, the frame and the and the natural talent, but you know, throwing a baseball is a weird thing if you don't Crazy. grow up with it. Right. Especially if you grow up throwing a cricket ball, it's a completely different thing. Um, but it's it's a uh, it's a great. Mm-hmm. I, thanks for bringing it up. I hope I hope more people get to see that yeah. film because it's a it's a it's a good one. It really is. You're like That's a awesome. development coach, John. Yeah. See, you started something, and now there's development leagues because you went all the way over there. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna bring you on the ice. Well, Gary Bettman's going to make the call and put on the ice. <laughs> I remember when the when the All Star Game was in St. Louis, whenever that was, twenty twenty, and uh, that was right before trying, the world shut down. I remember. Yeah, I was there it was too. right. Oh it God, was in January, right February of, of that. Mm-hmm. I was there, and they were like, "Hammer, you got to get on the ice." And I was like, "For the for the uh, alumni game." I was like, you know, that's there's one way that that's going to end, and that's with me in traction, basically. Uh, but I, I really, really, I was glad that I did not do that. That was 
You never skated at Old Steinberg Rink, that great outdoor rink by Forest Park. I did. Park. I definitely skated there for sure. Um, Beautiful. We used to we used to break on that thing at night when it was we get really cold and just jump over the fence and go skate at night um, because it was you know the park. God, in St. Louis in the old days, you could skate on people's driveways. You know, it was the freezing rain would go and, and you, it would be relatively flat, and you could just go to town. We would do that all, the, and tennis courts would freeze over, so you could you could go skating on that. Moose but I'm a shitty skater. Told you. Parks closed, John. Yeah, Moose out front should have told you. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, John, we took up so much of your time already, but um, oh. we're just so grateful that you came on. And I guess, I mean, just before we go, what, what can we look forward to for you moving forward? I know things are just on a pause right now, but when you get back to work, any exciting projects you can let us in on or give us a glimpse into? Um, yeah. Cutting the grass? I don't know. What are you going to be doing in the next few months? Cutting the grass? They killing rattlesnakes back there? We had a couple in, uh, over the over the summer that, that snuck into our uh, property. We had a deer in our backyard last uh, couple couple oh. weeks ago, too. Um, Fargo's coming out. Uh, morning show's out now. Fargo Fargo will be out in uh, in November. Um, and what's that going to be on? That's pretty much it. That'll be on. That's on FX. Okay. Um, so that'll be yeah that's gonna be a fun one um uh what else um gosh uh and november 26th dinner with panger for the hawks november 26th dinner with panger yeah we'll we'll, we'll have (laughs) to uh sell tickets and i'll take i'll take you off the hook here john but you were in the booth in in la with with john kelly and myself and we were talking about the upcoming uh Top Gun, Maverick, and, and everything, and I, I get giddy during the game. I'm going off in tangents, as everybody well knows, and I'm like, I can't wait to see, like, Goose. John pauses, and he goes, uh, yeah, Goose is dead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Oops. man. Your, your enthusiasm was, uh, was greater than your knowledge at that point. But, uh, it was, uh, I'm going to use that line. my first movie in a movie theater, Top Gun, my first ever. Not wow. yours, of course. I have seen movies since before yours came out. But, yeah, great. Oh, my God. Wow. Classic. First movie we, was in black and white. we could keep John <laughs> with all his roles. That was a great role, Top Gun. That was awesome. That should have won I, more awards. I that do was remember, you know, uh, seeing Top Gun. I actually saw Top Gun in St. Louis on multiple occasions, but it was at the Werenberg Theater out in uh, – the De Pair Four on uh, on Manchester or something out there, but it was uh, yeah. you know it was I ended up going back. Here's a great full circle story because I went I came back to St. Louis to uh, to uh, go visit the people at the Boeing uh, plant where they actually make the F eighteen the, the aircraft featured in, in Top Gun Maverick, and I, so I got to see the whole production line and, and take pictures and say hi to everybody and and ring the bell when they when they finished and all this amazing stuff and uh, it was insane and it was it was so uh fun and it was so uh, uh uh unbelievable you know you see all the, how how all of this stuff comes together and you're just like wow like there's no way that that's real how does that work and uh and then you and then you see it all come together so they had a special screening they rented out uh a, a movie theater for the for the guys that work on the line and their families and it was completely sold out it was packed and i was like oh my god i said this it wasn't called the Werenberg to pair four anymore, but I was like, this is where I saw the, the movie in 1985 in this, you know, not exactly the same theater, it was the same piece of, same piece of ground. Wow. Um, so it was a pretty trippy full wow. circle experience that's for awesome. me. And uh, now that's, that's full circle. circle. Everybody said that I've come full circle, ended up back in Chicago. That's more full circle right there. 
It was pretty great. Wow. It was pretty awesome. That's so cool. I, I flew with the Blue Angels once. That's my claim to fame. That's wow. my uh, see. That's yeah. awesome too. That's pretty special. I, I getting to play the guy that I played. I I didn't have to go through any of that. I mean, I, I used to say like I'm smart enough in my fifties now that I know to keep my feet on the ground and I don't have to prove anything. Um, but I, I I was a little jealous of those kids that got to go up in the planes. That's every day. that's pretty cool. That stuff was was pretty was pretty amazing, and I, I know that they'll they'll remember that for the rest of their life. But so will I. I mean, I mean, I'm yeah, for sure. Set, and seeing Tom Cruise, I was like, I'm good. I think, I think I'm good now. I'm happy. Had you right with him before? You hadn't worked with him before, right? I never worked with him uh, before, but I had um, I had met him on, on several occasions, but I had never worked with him. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was an incredibly uh, exciting, exactly what you think it's going to be. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. You know, he is, right. he is as advertised and you just go, there's nobody like this guy. You know, he's just he's one of a kind. He's a, he's, he's just a movie star with a capital M and, and, uh, and, and, and it's, and it's a, a it's a pleasure, you know, all of it is, it, it's all, it's all true. If he were on this podcast, you would have the exact same experience that I had working with him. I mean, he, That's and he so probably cool. would, honestly, he would do this podcast. You should reach out. Can you ask him for us, John? Oh, wow, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, the worst yeah, thing that can happen is no, you know, am I taller than, Am I taller than Tom Cruise, no, or does he not. have me by little? I was just going to say that. We can do an official measurement. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's I, great. I thought maybe there was a chance, you guys. Huh? No. no. If, you okay. work those, if you work those headphones a little higher, maybe. Bigger, but, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Back to you, buddy. That should be All the right, one. John, thank you so much. Thanks, we appreciate John. you getting Tom Cruise for us for guys, the next episode. What a, so, what you a, know. Yeah, I'll tee him up. I'll tee him up. <laughs> What a pleasure. This was, it was this fun. Was really we fun. hope to Great. catch up with you again down the road. Good yep, luck with I'd everything. I'd love to see you guys. Give me a holler anytime, and uh, and I'll see you when, whenever the Blues are playing. Um, we'll see you at dinner got, November 26th. I just invited yeah, myself. I've got, I've got a very <laughs> – I've got high hopes for this season. I think it's – from what I've seen so far, there's uh, there's some there's some real potential there. So we'll see. That's why they play the games, right? That's you right. got that right. John, thanks so much, bud. You're thanks, great. Pleasure. Appreciate it. See you guys. Thanks. Take care. Oh my gosh. How awesome is that, guys? That John Hamm was our first guest and just such, I mean, you could talk to him for hours. All the roles he's had, him as a person, he's just awesome. He's such a great person to be around. And, um, you know, you learn something new every time you, I mean, that the stories about his, the people he's worked with is just incredible. Well, the, and, and just the hard work to get to where yeah. he got to. I mean, I think that's a great lesson for everybody that's young and thinks that everything's in our fingertips, everything's instantaneous. But, man, you still have to grind and work and prove yourself and put the work boots on. And that guy, man, his dream was almost not there. I mean, right. you know, and, and then, bang, Madman came up. And then, you know, and then he, he made the, the best out of that. But I'll, I'll tell you something. For people that, that, you know, you're getting a sense of John and the way he speaks and the respect he has for people, you know, 12 minutes after he's off with us, get a text from him. Mm. You know, thanks, Panger. Great to see you. Like, that's that, that, this guy is just, right. he's, it's, not a, it's not a show. And so, it, yeah. what a great honor for all of us to have a guy like that that loves sports like mm -hmm. crazy, but just to show that back to you is not just going to be about hockey, which, of course, I only know hockey, golf, uh, tennis, pickleball, and uh, <laughs> squash. <laughs> but I'm no good at college football. I'm really hardly, like, I'm not really good at 
football even you know even <laughs> i rely on my my son-in-law luke who's a who's a chiefs fan and i just ask him all the time okay what about this what about that and i just try to learn and consume so so kt you're there all the time niner you know so much about so many different sports so for me uh, this is also a it's it's learning for me and as my wife lynn says you need to be a little bit more well-rounded there you so go. Gonna, <laughs> this is going to help me right here great he advice lynn. great advice well, I loved that um, Hammer brought up, you know, your transition, Panger. Let's talk about that for a little bit because you made a huge role leaving the St. Louis Blues and your role with them as a longtime broadcaster, and you went to the Chicago Blackhawks, the hated rival. So what's the last month been like for you? I know you've moved your family to the Chicago area. Just t- talk us, t- tell us a little bit about it. Whirlwind. And in, and honestly, it's people like, like John Hamm that I know that he's, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a passionate Blues fan. I remember sending him the first text and going, "Hammer, uh, man, I got some news for you." You know, like I, th- there yeah. are so many, so many parts about that that you know maybe people would think, "Oh, that's that's an easy decision," maybe because the Valley Sports situation financially, or or he played there and I started my career here. People have no idea how difficult this decision has been, and it weighed on me and weighed on me. Um, very, very. I mean, very full of ang- like I don't know. I I don't experience it much. Maybe during COVID. Maybe during lockouts. Certainly, uh, illnesses and family. Just that an- anxiety when you wake up. So it wasn't easy. But um, then uh, you know, there's several phone calls and the late Rocky Wirtz, um, God rest his soul. Um, he and I were on the phone, and besides talking to Danny, who I man, Rocky called me in 19 like 87, 88, and said my son wants to be a goalie. I I took Danny out to a a small rink, a studio rink, I think it was in Wilmette, Illinois, and basically taught him how to be a goaltender. So, um, so that relationship goes back such a long way. And, 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 uh, but, but, but I, you know, to, to kind of finalize the decision, it, I sat on an Adirondack facing the lake that I live in, in, in Michigan, Duck Lake. And I, I poured a, a nice bourbon. I cut a cigar. I looked at the lake and I was really like, I'm going to take this in. And then at the end, I'm like, all right, hung up the phone, 40 minutes with Rocky, went inside. Lynn said, how'd it go? And I said, I'm dumb, huh? Like, I'm really dumb, waiting, huh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's yeah. awesome. Tough decision. Off and running. Yeah, Yeah, so really, I mean, obviously, I'm back here. These people, everybody's been great. Um, And and, and just actually seeing the Hawk logo is something I, that's what I saw. I've got my only sweaters in the NHL are number 40, Hawk sweaters, you know? That's all I got. So, um, but that experience in St. Louis was exceptional. As you guys well know, I went in there and I dug in. And uh, heck, I went into Arizona Niner and dug in there and was a broadcaster for four years. I think that's our job. We're ambassadors to the game. It's not like I'm... You're supposed to do this kind of stuff. KT, you do that in every sport, and people will talk to you about hockey, but you represent the game of hockey. You represent, you know, whatever network you're working sure. with and, and and the game of football. And I think that's what our job should be, and that's what that's what it is again. And some people are going to go, oh, man, here he is. He's he's on a podcast. He's talking about the Blues. And that's going to happen. Or, right. the, you know, Blues fans are going to, you know, be – you know, critical of being in Chicago. That's not really what I'm all about. They don't know, you know, people don't know me if that's what they think I'm all sure. about because – so, uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to this chapter, and uh, and it's going to be a good one. We got Connor Bedard, and you, you got say, oh, by the United way, you have to get the number one draft pick too. So that yeah. kind of helps. The superstar you, Connor Bedard ratings are off the charts through the early weeks of the season. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's and that United Center the other night on opening night, I went down there in my familiar spot between the benches. The national anthem just knocked my best. socks off. It no, knocked no. my socks off. I almost forgot just how great it was and the energy. Goosebumps, so, yeah. What's that? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Oh my goodness! I used to get the goosebumps going up. The you know the Chicago Stadium was twenty four sure. steps. Steps. Yeah. They went sideways. They went up. They were linoleum. They were very narrow. You almost had to go sideways, especially with the goalie pads. And <laughs> and you, you, by halfway through, KT and Niner, your legs were burning. Yeah. And especially my little legs. And then and then you hear this crescendo. It was unbelievable the anticipation. And then it was the roar of the crowd. And that brought you back up the last maybe eight to nine steps and you got on that ice and you goosebumps. I still get goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, and then the Thinking organ, and then the organ three kicks steps. In. Oh, and then oh. the organ. Oh man, that was amazing. And the organ, the fans, the crowd, the energy and, and uh, obviously having Connor Bedard here is, uh, is the beginning of, of, you know, hopefully for the NHL and for him and for the Blackhawks, another just unbelievable era of great hockey. Yeah. That's well, we're excited to see you on Hawks broadcasts and TNT broadcasts and here on the Back to You podcast. So, um, so we all pang her all the time. But, Niner, what have you been up to last month besides being on airplanes oh, 24-7? Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. My, uh, my travel over the last seven to eight weeks has been uh, pretty bizarre. Um, uh, for some of you that don't know. what you do. A lot of people yeah, maybe Yeah, exactly. For some of you that don't know. Familiarize yourself with us. Uh, Niner comes from Niner Sports and Entertainment, which is a boutique sports agency. Um, we do appearances, endorsements, commercial signings, speaking engagement, which both you guys have done numerous events for me. And, uh, Looking for more the, work. Yeah, you know, you've got some coming. We'll find you some. But um, one of the things I've been doing since uh, I met Panger back in the year 2000, our late great producer at ESPN, Bruce Connell, um, was doing NHL hockey back in the day, and he approached me and said, hey, I'm producing this thing called the UFC back in 2000. So I've been at almost 24 years now. It'll be March will be 24 years for me. Lo and behold, uh, became a, an Octagon producer, working with the talent and uh, John Anik and, and the guys at uh, the UFC. And as you know, the UFC puts on a show almost every weekend, very few weekends off. So my last eight weeks has been Detroit, Boston, Singapore, Paris, Sydney, Vegas, Abu Dhabi. I go to Brazil next week, New York City the week after, and then I come home for a breather and uh, I'm able to finally get the golf clubs and attend uh, the Arizona Coyotes Alumni Golf Weekend, which will be much nice. well rest and uh, yeah, a lot well of the great guys will be there. And it's just not the Coyotes Alumni either. They bring back, you know, Landy McDonald and Trottier and and McSorley and Fear and all the guys. So it's, it's a great time, and I'm looking forward to that. But uh, uh, When's that date again? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> November 18th weekend, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So <laughs> if you happen to be around, you know, come on into Arizona. But uh, needless to say, I've been in airports and airplanes, and that's yeah. pretty much been my life for the last uh, eight weeks. So looking forward to some time off, that's for sure. I bet. I bet. And that's the that's just the reality of sports media. You know, I, I tell a lot of young students that I mentor yeah. college students and even high school students, you know, they're like, what's the biggest challenge? And I think we're all used to it by now. And your families are used to it. More importantly, you know, there right. are people that live with us, that live amongst us, our family, our friends that are like, when are you home again? You know, and, and that is 
when you sit down and you watch sports, it's nights and it's weekends and it's holidays. And what people don't understand is that requires being on location that requires getting on a plane, packing your bag every week. And, um, you know, as wonderful and exciting and energizing it is to be involved in sports media. Uh, it's also a sacrifice, you know, the, Uh the time we spend, um, it places maybe we don't want to be or airplanes we don't want to be on. We can get into a whole nother conversation about airplanes, but, um, but no, I'm glad I'm glad you're going to get some rest. And there's always something to look forward to. Right. I find it really important just in life in general. Find something on the calendar that you can put that you can look forward right. to. You know, um, for me, after college football season, I've got one weekend off and I'm going away with a bunch of my girlfriends for a fun Christmas weekend. And, um, oh, just nice. you know, but that's on the calendar. That's something I can look forward to. So on those days when you're grinding it out and you're you know delayed at an airport or canceled 15 times on <laughs> an airplane, um, it's those little those little carrots that you can dangle that make it important. And I. I just think in general, in life, we should have these special yes, things agreed. to look forward to because, you know, life is hard right now for everybody. It's funny that you say you put that on the calendar because the only way for me to make it through all these weeks or traveling every weekend, I go to my weather map and I put in all the cities <laughs> that I'm going to be. And after I delete one, I'm like, there's one more gone, one more gone. So I'm finally yep. run out of the cities I'm going to be in. I know I'm going to be home. There you so go. That's one way of doing it. And, and you are right about that, KT. And one of the th- things I was thinking about after last year, after doing two years of both uh, blues hockey and, and uh, TNT, is I was really thinking that I maybe I just wanted to do one and maybe mm-hmm. maybe just do TNT and do a game of the week until Lynn reminded me that I would probably drive her nuts and I would drive myself <laughs> nuts because I wouldn't be busy enough. But I, I did look and crave a, a, a quality of life um, and coming here to Chicago. So... My grand, my uh, oldest granddaughter Charlie, is turning four on November the sixth, and then they're coming here to Chicago. So instead of me doing three games in three nights and joining the Hawks in in Tampa Bay and then in Florida, um, I'm doing the two games back to back with TNT, and then I'm coming right here. And speaking of circling the calendar, they're coming here. Awesome. That's so great. So for the first, yeah. So for the first time, you know, like little Charlie's going to see this city she thinks i was traded because ryan o'reilly was her she, ryan o'reilly was her favorite player and she was she got to meet ryan he's so sweet he sent her a video and he got traded and i had to explain to her that he's now a toronto maple leaf and when this all came down we slowly were telling her that that i'm i'm going to another city and she asked me if i got traded like ryan o'reilly. <laughs> so, that's great so that, that's going to be may great have to get a little charlie on the podcast one day that'll be fun oh my goodness they're so yeah, cute. Well, Your granddaughters are ridiculously cute. Not surprisingly, I mean, Lynn is beautiful. I don't know. Maybe the genes all came from her because definitely didn't 100%. come from you. <laughs> <laughs> Likely. Kidding, and, kidding. My, and my son, Tyler, married a Jersey girl, too. And, oh, uh, he's smart. They danced to that song by Springsteen, uh, yes, Jersey Girl, yes, at, at their yes, wedding. And, and I'm going to be able to see them. I'm doing a, a TMD, TNT game coming up, and I'll be able to see them as well. So that's what Perfect. I want more than anything in that's life great. is a little, just a little bit yeah. more quality. I don't want to miss so many things like I did with with my own kids, as yep. you mentioned. How are it's demanding? People want to watch sports; they love when you're there. But then you miss Thanksgiving, and you miss this, and yep. you're home yeah. for, uh, for Christmas, maybe for a day and a half, and that's it, and you're on a plane again. And so I, I want to make sure that uh, you know, on on the back nine of this career, there I want to make sure that I do my best not to do that again. Absolutely. Well, I think I hope I'm still on the front nine of my career. Um, the, you know, oh, the you very much really, are, KT. You're the still on the, pra- really you're still in the practice um, range. 
You got plenty of time. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. We uh, we acquired at NBC. We acquired the Big Ten college football package for primetime Saturday night Big Ten games. So I've been on the sidelines all fall, really enjoying that. You guys, I love going to these small college towns. Awesome. Um, you know, in Iowa and in Michigan, and and just embracing the whole atmosphere of college football, the traditions, the you know, the cheerleaders, the families. It's just such a great environment, Tell and it's me. been really fun. Um, we've you know we've had some really good matchups. We've you know, gotten to see this Michigan team first up close and personal, which they are the real deal. Probably should be number one in the country, but yeah, I know you like that Niner, but, um, but yeah, that's, it's been a busy fall. I'm home really just Mondays through Wednesdays. It's your point. But you know, when I get on that plane on Thursdays, I'm energized. And the best part about it is I'm working with people that I care that I love nice. our former producers of hockey, um, Matt Marvin and Chuck Dammeyer, our director, you know, those that's, it's our hockey crew from the NHL right. and NBC. And we're, we're doing college football, which is really awesome. And so it's been a fun fall. I'm going to gear up for some hockey this winter as well. Little uh, little teaser there, but um, uh, you know, do some work uh, with the NHL and TNT. Oh my God. It'll be fun. That'll be fun. Give us, It'll be very give busy. Us some, but I don't, no, I don't sit still. But I, I like that. But you know, one of the things I'm looking forward to on this podcast, guys, is understanding the sports betting space a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And for that, we've got Niner because um, you know this is obviously a humongous part of our industry, and it's not going anywhere. Um, I personally don't bet, but I do want to understand a lot better what we're engaging with, um, help our audience understand uh, on a a weekly basis, you know, what to look for. So I guess, Niner, I I mean, I'll leave it over to you, but, you know, what are some of the most important things that you're going to try and teach us over the course of this season of the podcast? Well, I mean, in today's day and era, I mean, you can't go anywhere without having some kind of betting app or, or game in front of you. And, and with live gaming nowadays, I mean, it's all the rage. So if, if you don't keep up with it and you're a sports fan, you know, you're kind mm-hmm. of left behind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even DraftKings, you know, right in my backyard here, just built a brand new, beautiful state-of-the-art facility at TPC Scottsdale. They've got seven betting windows. They've got entertainment, outdoor activities, uh, you know, food and beverage. God, I don't even know how many TV screens. So, listen, you're a sports fan. There's... I don't even think there's a night off anymore between Monday night football. Yep. The colleges are doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, got Thursday night football. Yep. You know, it takes you all the way through, let alone hockey. Now the hockey, basketball, everything's revving up. So, you know, we're going to get into that and cover it a little bit more and, and teach. And, you know, you don't have to be a big gambler to actually enjoy it. And, you know, there's a lot of women out there that are actually the percentages of women that are betting now is through the roof. Wow. And that's allowed through these apps. Right, huh? That's, so, yeah, that's they, great. They have the that's data great. That's to back it. They're probably, they're they're probably a lot smarter. They're probably a lot, honestly, they're probably a lot more efficient. (laughs) They probably think a little bit more, not with their heart. They probably Team colors, nicknames, things like that. You never know. But what I'm saying is, listen, if you're in a relationship or you're married and and there's sports on and you're part of uh, the entertainment, well, if I'm going to be there or if I'm going to watch a game, let me take a side. Let me have, you know, some some action, if you will. But Mm -hmm. the the majority of of coin toss is my favorite. Okay, that's it for me. Can't go wrong. Actually, the toss, Gatorade they, color. I love the Gatorade color. That's that's one of my favorite. Because they were out of it. Now you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about anything after that. Actually, Penger, you <laughs> mentioned a little name dropping earlier that you happen to do. I go every Super Bowl weekend with Charles Barkley and a bunch of our friends and Brennan and a couple of our buddies. And I don't think I've lost a coin toss for the Super Bowl in probably eight to nine years. And I hope I'm not jinxing myself, Tails. knock on wood. Tails. Uh, I've gone back and forth. I've gone back and forth, heads and tails. But, uh, you know, even the national anthem, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then there's, there's so many prop bets. You can't keep up with everything. Um, I, I don't proclaim myself to be a, a betting guru or any of these handicappers out there. I know enough to get by. I've got a Fredonia state, my, my alumni, I got a degenerate text thread where we're talking every night with my buddies and Hey, who do we like tonight? And this, that, and that stat. But as we get throughout this podcast, you know, uh, we're hoping to take a deeper look into a couple things. And for example, you know, conversation, you know, Panger, you're back in Chicago. KT's an NHL girl. And for the Calder Trophy this year, you know, presented by DraftKings, according to DraftKings numbers today, what do you think Connor Bedard is to win the Calder Trophy this year, Panger? Obviously, people uh-huh. think he's an odds-on favorite. What would that 36 to one. Like? Well, he's minus 170 to win oh, the Calder. Minus 170. And how that works? How that works for yeah. the beginners out there? You got to lay one hundred and seventy dollars to win one hundred dollars. So obviously he's a favorite. We know he's pretty much, you know, barring any injuries or anything like that. The way he started out the season, he's going to win. Now you ask yourself, minus one seventy? Yeah, self. If he's <laughs> minus one seventy, am I getting good value? That's the other part of betting. You got to look at value. Mm-hmm. You're not going to lay $300 to win $100. If you lose, you got to win three more games just to get it back. So is that good value? Or do we move on to the number two, who's Logan Cooley at plus 650? So what does that mean? So that means if you bet $100 and Cooley wins the Calder, you win $650. Oh. So see how the odds fluctuate yeah. there? Now, Logan Cooley. Oh, they'll change up and down throughout the year. These are today's live numbers okay. via DraftKings. Yep. And these numbers will change, but, you know, I'm looking down through the Calder and who's, you know, uh, eligible. You can all, you can Leo go. Leo Carlson? Down. Yeah, I mean, you can Adam go Adam Fantilli? Carlson's 3,000. Matthew Nyes is 3,000. Fantilli's 1,300. You know, who's getting the most recognition? Now, you got to keep in mind, who are the voters? Who's going to, you know, who's going to have the most press on themselves? And obviously, the two front runners are the two odds-on favorites, Bedard and Cooley. So, with that being said... You got to just go with your gut. Who is, you know, do I want to lose enough money? Do I want to try and take a long shot? Things like that. One of the things I want to transition into after talking to Calder is the Jack Adams. Now, our good friend and colleague, Rick Tockett, is coaching up in Vancouver now. And last year, he turned that team around. He had a winning record. And again, on another degenerate text thread with, <laughs> with our buddies, Cole Hamels and and, and, and Stocky and a couple of the other guys, were, we started calling Talk Jack Adams, which is, you know, Trail. Coach of the Year, of the year. So, right? So we look at Coach of the Year, and who are the, who are the early on favorites for that? You got Lindy Ruff and Rod Brindamore, both at plus 900. They're the favorite. Now you're looking at, okay, the favorite's plus 900. I'll lay 100 to win 900. Where do you think those numbers are going to be? Rick Tockett is currently – Tied for third for Jack Adams at plus twelve hundred. You got to ask yourself: Is it worth throwing a hundred dollars on to win twelve hundred? Good chance. I mean, if he's going to do well with Vancouver and everything, you you know the front runners. You know, you know the uh, the Bruce Cassidy's and and, and and everybody of the world. I mean, look at Vegas; they're already off to an undefeated start. No Stanley Cup team's ever done that. Um, that was a, wait a second. That was a nugget I threw on the air the other night. Were you listening to me? Uh, you know, I may have tuned in from Abu Dhabi. I'm not Abu sure. Abu Dhabi? I don't think so. But I had to translate <laughs> it and, and see. But, you know, you're seat looking at somebody's... Middle seat? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anger, you got to renegotiate like, your contract if you're on TV in Abu Dhabi, my friend. But I, I, I want to bring this up. Worldwide. So Jim Montgomery in Boston is coming off the most wins and most points in an NHL season. Yep. Granted, we know what happened in the playoffs. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Boston has lost this far in the season. And he's all the way down at plus 2,000. Hmm. I mean, Boston's okay. got a great so team. A they got a yep. great team. Good chance they're going to be near the top again at plus 2,000 for a $100 bet. So that's what we're going to look at for the upcoming season. KT. I was kind of leaning towards Taco going back wanna... to TNT because he was so good in the studio, but I'm cheering for him as a coach. So oh, I'll, when, when I'll he... take the plus 1,200 on talk for sure. He's when a great he... coach, <laughs> when, great person. When he gets fired, he's definitely going back to TNT. And there then, you go. And there then that go. means there'll be three coaches on the Vancouver payroll. Just kidding, Todd. Good Gosh. luck this year, buddy. Well, yeah. I look forward to that and, and just kind of even just on a weekly basis, looking into some NFL bets, some some things that are really generating conversations because the sports betting space is certainly uh, one that is important and um, educating ourselves and our audience on a weekly basis. A little snippet here and there, Niner, where you can fill us in. So there's so many little intricacies that go into gambling, how you look at it, value, no value, general public fade. Um, again, I'm no genius, but I know enough to get by. And I think that's something that we need to build into our show and and, and go off of uh, DraftKings and what they have for numbers and values for us. I, awesome. I got one for you, you know, because me and college football are so we're rock <laughs> solid. But I got J.J. McCarthy winning the Heisman. What do you think of that? Well, I'm 100%. Those, I'm, I'm all in. Right I've now. seen this team up close and personal. He's the best quarterback in college football, no question, and arguably the best player. But uh, I'm all in on that. I support it. I just was reading. I, I got to be quite honest with you. I, I just... I, I Googled something and just took a look at some numbers. Googled it. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, J.J. I'm McCarthy is plus 240 to win it. He's the favorite to win it currently after this past weekend's games. Well, 49 nothing huh. blowout. Will that do it for you? <laughs> yeah. and, and I read a stat today on J.J. McCarthy. He's got the second highest completion percentage through, what are we in, seven weeks of college football, yep. thereabouts? Yep. Ever in college football history. Guess who number one was? Mac Jones in Alabama. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now Mac Jones, obviously, under scrutiny, pulls off the huge upset yesterday, kind of quiets the media. So there's so many things we can get into in yeah. different avenues. But it was an interesting stat on J.J. McCarthy this uh, today that I read. Here's another stat for you. Can you, can you like, uh, tickle any of those uh, strings behind you with those fancy guitars that are, <laughs> you know, Probably yeah, you just know, for a show somewhere. I mean, seriously, you got six guitars hanging in behind you. Uh, you know, I, got, I I love music. I love music. I, I wish I could go back in time and, and played guitar or drums or something like that. And uh, Panger, we'll wish go, I could sing. We'll, we'll go back to our days when we met Panger. Um, you know, God rest his soul. I was very good friends with Vinnie Paul from Pantera, the drummer. And Vinnie Paul was, you know, besties with you know Holly and Ludwig and Lukowicz and Hatch and all the guys down in Dallas and. Uh, I got Modo. to become Yamoto. I got to become very close to him, and after games, we'd go back to Vinny's house. He'd jam in his in his uh, in his room in his studio that he had there. He loved dealing blackjack. He'd have his own blackjack table, the hot dog machine rolling for us afterwards, <laughs> and then um, one of the great blackjack and hot dogs. <laughs> oh, he he just loved it. And that's what we did. So, getting back to the music piece, I said is it too late to learn how to play guitar? They tried to teach me, him and his late great brother, Dimebag Daryl, 
what a great guy he was too, and what a tragic way that he went out uh, in concert in Columbus, Ohio. Um, they said, we're going to try and teach you. Put a guitar in my hand. We try and try and try. And they finally said, you know what? Just stick to a golf club and a hockey stick. You're never <laughs> going to get this. You have no ear for music. But I've always loved it. And fast forward all these years and part of Niner Sports and Entertainment, I got the opportunity to book all these different pre-race concerts for Phoenix Raceway. And I was dealing with, you know, the E6, Tonics, uh, Fuel, Pantera, Three Days Grace, Three Doors Down. Um, and as I got to book all these events, I said, you know what, I'm going to start a little guitar collection. So these are just guitars nice. of people that I either know or have booked that have personalized them to me and nice. got a chance to uh, get into music that way. So very nice. That's great, Niner. That's great. And there's your yeah. love on your on, over your left shoulder. That's got to be a it's got to be a lion's helmet. Uh, right? Autograph Barry Sanders. Uh, there you go. Again, one, one little thing about all my collection. You, you never wanted to be that guy of always asking for autographs or what have you. But again, anyone that was either a close friend of mine or that did an appearance for me, those are the only things that I've ever collected. I've never I bought see something. A number off. forty paying sweater there. It's in, <laughs> did you see it? It's, it's in, number forty. It's okay. on my stuffed animal on the bed. It's the only thing it would fit up. <laughs> Oh, great! Like, but kind of like like build a bear size. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, build a bear exactly. Okay. But I mean, Panger really never offered me a jersey to say, "Hey, I don't want a jersey." But um, yeah, I, I don't want to be the guy that just buys stuff on eBay just because you know I like a team or a sport. Yeah. I want it to mean something. So yeah, that's awesome. this is just a little snippet. I've got so many more, but uh, I lost a lot along a couple of the moves as well. So. Well, you guys, it's been fun. We've been talking about this for a while. We've been planning it. We got the first one off and running. So I'm super excited for the show. I can't wait to roll out all of our guests over the next couple months and just be with you guys on a regular basis. So it was fun. Yeah, well, a lot of fun. I mean, this is just natural, you know, to to to, to go on little tangents, to, to find little stories and uh, to bring a human element to so many people that we're going to bring on as and as guests and uh, and not being one dimensional, which is going to be a lot a lot of fun. And, and Niner, great to have you part of the show as well and knowing each other a long time. So that's going to be great. And we've also got to listen. We've got some great sponsors as well on KT. I mean, yep. JBL. JBL. Thank you for the this, audio hookup. Oh my god, it makes it's never it sounded actually, better, Banger. <laughs> you know, it makes me feel like kind of an old like. In hockey, it would be a, a Dan Kelly, a, a Foster Hewitt, or maybe a Danny Gallivan. That's what That's I feel right. like right here. Maybe Bob Cole. Hey, Bob Cole, he scored. Anyway, the, so right. thank you, uh, Samsung, as well. So, uh, Niner, you were instrumental in, in, in putting a lot of this together, and uh, uh, we're going to make we're going to make you look good, pal, right. because this uh, this is very good, and we're looking forward to forging relationships with uh, with sponsors um, along the way and uh, and make sure that they feel uh, as good about our show as the, what we feel about our show. Yep. Pro and feel free to, to check us out on our oh, ahead, social sorry. media handles uh, at back to you show. It's a back of the number two you show. You can uh, find us on Instagram and other social media platforms. So check out all of our content on there and we'll be bringing you fun stuff throughout this course of the season. So that's going to do it for the inaugural episode of the back to you podcast guys. We'll see you soon.